This episode is brought to you by Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do, people know where things are, and you stay on top of everything all the time. Hello, everybody! Welcome to Muffed Movies! My name's Andy North. My name's Mark Soloff. On this podcast, we take a well-known film, and we recreate it entirely from memory using only our voices, our acting talent, and some tiny notes. Tiny notes. Today, how are you, Mark? I feel like we're just jumping into it business style. I'm great, Andy, but I'll tell you what, this cold October weather sure is getting under my skin. Ooh, it's chilly. I don't even feel stuffy at all. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> how cool and cold. I wish I had a pair of long pants on and a button-up shirt to keep me warm. Because that's warm clothes to wear in this cold October weather. Well, Andy, stop showing up to the studio in flagrante delecto. <laughs> Today on Muff Movies, we're muffing The Exorcist. That old horror classic. What Perfect. a scary, scary movie for October. Which, uh, listeners, if you're like me, you may, think that <laughs> you may think that you've already seen The Exorcist, when in fact you haven't. <laughs> because I sat down to watch this, I'll be like, let me refresh my memory. And I did not, rem I remembered like the two scenes that everybody knows. And nothing else. Not a single other thing about it. It's a different movie than you may have imagined. There's more to the movie than the power of Christ compels you. Right now, Andy, I want to make this absolutely clear. Yeah. Exorcist is a, it's an adult movie. There's scary things that happen in the, uh, in the interim throughout the movie. <laughs> See, whereas Andy will like pause and turn his entire body away to burp off mic. I will try to stretch out my sentence as long as possible so I can work the burp into the dialogue. You brought that one up from the very depths of your soul. Uh-huh. So I'm sweating already like a beast. Yeah, I think you flexed every muscle in your body to produce a burp <laughs> on mic, so I'm not surprised. That's not all I produced. The uh Exorcist! Iraq, the middle of the desert. Father Lancaster Marin, Marin, leads an archaeological excavation into an unknown temple. What will Father Marin unearth in the desert sands? And what effect could this possibly have on a rich young family in Washington, miles and miles away? What evil lurks in the hearts of men and the farts of Ben? The Exorcist. Smash wipe. Iraq. We see a bunch of, can Iraqis. I say, just like peeps. I think it's central casting just got everybody from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and was like, come back in. We've got, we need you to do the same thing again this week. <clears throat> They're Iraqi dudes. They're Iraqi That's dudes. That's all you need to know. Sure, some of them are dressed in a particular type of garb, but... Uh, it's a different era. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of these dudes aren't even in like Iraqi garb. It's just they're wearing loincloths and white turbans. This could just, I think they only filmed this scene once. And like anything that happens on any archaeological dig anywhere, just use this footage. Yeah. And shot it over a long weekend. We need to use that same little boy who is tall and thin to <laughs> run across uh, with an announcement to give to the old white man. It's short round, which is problematic. Do you remember short round? Uh, From Goonies? Yeah, and from Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, he was the same character. <laughs> short round, not even the right uh, nationality. He's not short or round, Andy. <laughs> nope. We see a young Iraqi boy running across the runes. Quickly, he is kicking up dust in ancient soot and debris. Hef, 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 hef. 
Uh, yes, what is it there, boy? <clears throat> Me... <laughs> Quit your giggling, boy. This is very important dirt digging that we're doing. The boy puts down his tank of nitrous oxide. He's been huffing. Mister, mister. Yes, what is it, boy? Get your accent in place first and then speak to me. Uh, I, I, um, uh, in quadrant 17 of this archaeological dig... There is <laughs> yes in the seventeenth quadrant. Quadrant meaning to divide into four. I just go to the seventeenth of those, and what will I find? Oh yeah, if you're going to condescend to me, perhaps I will take my information to the nice guy, Father Lancaster Marin. Oh, <laughs> boy, you runs, better not. Boy runs away from the Get back in! dickish imperialist and over to Father Lancaster Marin, who is uh, studiously unearthing strange artifacts from the Babylonian era. Ah yes, hello, son. Uh, hello, Father. We have found something in the 17th area of this site. Uh, I think you need to see it. The 17th area, you say? Do you know what I say? What? You can call areas whatever you like. Do you know what I sometimes call the 17 areas into which we've divided our dig? <laughs> what do you call them, Father? I gave them each a different woman's name. Do you dug up something in Gladys? <laughs> I sure did. Let's go and check it out together, shall we? The kindly Father Marin pats the boy on the cheek, and they walk to see what they've dug up in Sector 17. You can't tell by the way I use my walk. Turn that down, please, gentlemen. Turn that down. Sorry, sir. All right. Now, what do we have over here? Well, check it out. Here's a pretty scary hole. And inside, we found this shiny medallion. The Iraqi excavator holds up a strange silver medal, perhaps uh, created by the ancient Romans, uh, A.D., the ancient Romans A.D. It seems to have some sort of Christian overtones to it. Father Marin looks at it. Hmm. He licks it. It's ancient, all right. Did you guys check this hole for anything else, or was it just this? Uh, Sir, we dare not go in the hole. The atmosphere starts to grow as Father Marin approaches the ominous hole in the ground, which looks pretty much like every other hole in the ground. I was afraid there was going to be a snake in there. I thought there was going to be a snake in there, too, because the, it's all about the camera. It is like any other hole that you would see just on the ground, but they zoom in, and Father Marin's moving real slow. Putting his ancient arm inside the hair. And there's some freaky music. Father Marin slowly, cautiously moves his wizened arm into the hole. He can't quite get it. He moves his body even closer, inching it ever closer into the inky darkness. Ah! A ghost jumps out. Oh, proton packs on, boys. <laughs> the Iraqi Ghostbusters squadron <laughs> takes out that spook. <laughs> oh, that was a close one, boss. I know. All right. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> it's me. Father Marin's ghost! No! Boys, uh, get it back in there! Uh, <laughs> the Iraqi Ghostbusters grab onto both of Father Marin's ghostly arms and stuff it back into the old man's cadaver. You will be visited by three spirits! <laughs> Father Marin, shaken, puts his hand back but into the stirred. spooky hole. Terrible. Thank you. He pulls from this hole a creepy, ancient beast's head statue. The kindly old priest is visibly shaken by what he has uncovered. What is it, sir? Oh, Jesus Christ. What? Mother 
fucking oh, dude, titty Christ Jesus oh, ball sack motherfucker. Right. Okay, everybody, we're done for the day. Oh, everybody, go back to your house. Get your asses back here. Right, make love to your wife. <laughs> this may be the last night of Earth. Smash wipe. Ma 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 ma. An Iraqi cafe. Father Marin sits at a table and takes one of his heart pills mm-hmm. with the aid of some strong Iraqi liqueur. It's Frenette Branca. What? Yeah, it's a little liqueur. He drinks it. He looks across the cafe. And he sees Bruce Wayne and Catwoman, and they're happy together. Oh, is this a Batman thing? They made it out, and he smiles and nods to him. I'm sure everybody's really happy that you brought that back into their consciousness. Everyone who listens to this show is really happy about it. Okay. Everybody loves Batman. We never did any of the Batman movies. We did a Batman movie. Oh, yeah. Batman. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) We should do Silence of the Lambs next. Andy! The Iraqi uh, waiter comes up. (laughs) Sir, you've been here for two hours. You can't just keep on drinking your Frenette Branca. Oh, I'm sorry. I was meditating on the nature of evil. Well, it's going to be real evil if you don't clear out of this cafe before my party of eight comes in. Okay, Jesus. Why don't you rub the sand out of your vagina? Whoa. Give me one more Frenette Blanco. You keep one for yourself <laughs> so you can rub yourself down under your waistcoats. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Hentelman. And then I'll hit Hentelman. the road. <laughs> Allow Fernet Blanco <laughs> to resolve your differences. Oh, thanks, Fernet. Here, let me pay for your alcohol. That's mighty kindly of you. Hey, do you hey. want to hear a story? You want to hear what I did today? Yes. <laughs> dug up the devil. You dug up El Diablo? And dug up the devil. Por qué? <laughs> Wait a minute. Qua? What nationality are you? I'm from España. Here, come here. I want to show you something. Come with me. Okay. Pay for my drinks and I'll show you something. Sure. Hop on my Vespa. <laughs> okay. Father, uh... Andiamo! Father Marin hops on the back of Fernet's Vesca. Fernet's Vespa? Fernet's Vespa. And they race back off towards the dig site. I tell you, when you see this, it's gonna blow your tits right off, Fernet. You get this baby up to 88 miles an hour. Oh, Oh, look out, Father! Speed their bikes! (laughs) Hold on, I'll take them out. (laughs) Father Marin pulls his blaster pistol and turns... Smile, you son of a bitch! (laughs) He shoots a crumbling bridge above the speeder troopers, and it falls down, chunks of rock smashing them and their bikes into the ground. Now we'll see what we can see. Father Marin and Fernet arrive at the dig site. Now look, Fernet, do you see? Do you see that thing up there? I see a statue of some sort of a... Yeah. Mean-looking dog man. Did you see it? How it's got a dog face? Yes, it has a dog's for a face. And a weird pine cone tail? Yes. It's the devil! That's not the devil. It's the devil. That's no devil I have ever seen. No, it's a specific kind of devil. I think his name is... Uh, Pazuzu? <laughs> Pazuzu, yeah. <laughs> I used to call him Captain Howdy. That's weird. It Well... <laughs> I was only six years old when I fought him for the first time. Did you fought the devil? I did. And Juan? Well, who's who's still here? No, I was Let talking me... to my friend Juan. He just <laughs> arrived. Okay. Hola. I didn't fight the devil. <laughs> no, I just did that. Oh, well, don't call me over then if you don't want. Stop, stop, always, stop on stepping on my integrity. Okay, whatever. Seems like you're doing a pretty good job of making yourself look like an idiot. You are the idiot. <laughs> anyway, can I, gentlemen, <laughs> remember how I was telling you I fought the devil? That's not any less true. Oh, boy. Kind of expecting it to be a bigger deal. What a braggart. Oh, uh, well, anyway, he's back. We all have a devil to fight, senor. Oh, okay, what's yours name? 
Mine is yeah. Las Mujeres. Fine. Do you want to know what mine is? <laughs> Do you want to know what mine's name is? What is? The Devil. Oh. Smash Wipe! <laughs> <laughs> to Georgetown, USA. Chris McNeil. Chris McNeil. Famous television movie actress. Chris McNeil. Chris wakes from troubled dreams to find that she's been transformed into a monstrous vermin. <laughs> no, that's the next house over, Gregor Samsa. <laughs> Chris wakes. Huh. Wakes up a second time. It was all a dream. <laughs> the first dream? Yeah. Oh. She doesn't have a neighbor that's Gregor Samsa. Oh. But she does have a daughter that's Reagan McNeil. Reagan McNeil. Well, uh, <laughs> Chris McNeil shoots straight up in bed. She is troubled by the clanking and bonking sounds she hears in her stately, well-appointed house. <laughs> ah, jeez. She puts on her sensible robe and walks down the hall. She hears further clunking and skittering. She... She looks up at the attic door. Thud. Quiet my feelings. <laughs> what the hell is... Chris takes a swig from a hip flask to quiet her feelings. Look. <laughs> Chris, troubled, walks down the hallway to her daughter Regan's room. Dip, 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 the dip. door is closed, but as she opens it, that strange chill fills the room beyond. Chris notices that Regan's window is wide open. Oh, boy. She crosses across the room and closes it, then crosses to her daughter and smooches her on the forehead. Love you more than anything. It's a very sweet and effective way of showing that Chris is a pretty loving mother. Mm -hmm. To Regan, who seems like a sweet daughter, but we don't know. She's asleep. Mm -hmm. she, could, she could be a corpse for all we know. Smash wipe! Ah! Before you get too scared by that, listener. Oh, yeah, sorry. We Smash see wipe! Ah! The kitchen of the McNeil house. We see Chris greet her Germanic servants that she has because we are learning she is a lady of affluence. Yeah, who is this? It's a little problematic to me, Andy. I have kind of a wealth class struggle thing. Why is that now? Because um, I want the wealth. Well, her servants talk back to her pretty sassily. So it seems like even though she employs them, it's, she's also very lenient. And maybe they're closer to family? You know what? Actually, um... Let's, uh, every playwright knows show, don't tell. So oh. let's just workshop a little. Okay, I'll be Chris. You be the servants. Okay. Okay. And I'm, uh, German, you said? Yeah, you're German. Okay, hold on. Okay. <clears throat> oh, good morning, Carl. Yeah, good morning, mistress. Carl, I heard clunks and claps upstairs. Uh, I think we have uh, No, this is not the case. You are fat and ugly like a woman. Carl, that is out of line. I pay your salary, okay? <laughs> but we are more like family together. I can joke with you like this. What is this that you said? I think that there are rats upstairs, and I'd like you to lay out traps. I think that there are rats downstairs for you. <laughs> what is that? That's why you haven't had a man over here. You're so dusty downstairs that there's all these rats, in, and no man will go in there. What? <laughs> Now, Hilda, are you going to let your husband talk to me that way? No, I'm going to let him ride you around the house like a horse Ex because that's what your face looks like. Excuse me? <laughs> we are like family. Oh, we all love each other very much. Anyway, why did you say rats? Yeah, I'll put some traps up there. Carl looks at his swastika tattoo <laughs> and tries to rub it out. I hope this doesn't come back to bite me later. <laughs> bite wipe. 
College Quad. It's like the 1970s, I guess. And there's all sorts of funky, tight pants, long-haired, freaky people, college kids. And they seem to be protesting the administration of the university. But then the camera zooms out and we see it's all a movie. All right, everyone, calm down now. It's, uh, filming hasn't be- Don't burn it all before our main uh, character act shows up, you old pieces of shit. We see the pale, bull-cutted, giant-nostrilled Mr. Bean-type movie director. Blythe- I am pretty sure this is just Rowan Atkinson <laughs> in a wig. Yeah. Blythely Burke. What is his name? I, I don't know what his first name is. <laughs> Yes, it's me, Blithely Burke. <laughs> and when you're in a Blithely Burke film, you will hold yourself to a certain level of professionalism. Uh, darling, darling, Chris. Uh, yes, yes, director. Come on out. It's time to get our first shot. Chris walks confidently through the crowd of extras. Cameras are rolling. A man on a boom dolly goes above her, and she takes a megaphone and makes a loud acting speech. What does it sound like, Mark? What should we say? Students, yes, I understand that you want to burn this building to the ground. But if you do that, you will also be burning your education. Don't you care about your sales and your futures? Take off your top. Professor McGonagall. Motherfucker. <laughs> how did that one... How? How is that in this? Yeah, why don't you take it on it? Show us what you're working with. Yeah, take your top off. Oh, no. <laughs> Security <laughs> races across the quad <laughs> towards the film set. Crossing in the opposite direction, we see a man who looks like a boxer, but wearing a priest's robe and collar. Well, who could this fellow be? Is it Incognito Jones, the boxer who dresses up as other occupations? <laughs> no, it is no me. I am over here <laughs> pretending to be a painter. <laughs> but thank you for asking. Boy, I hope Incognito Jones and Fernette Blanco never get together. <laughs> what is this now? <laughs> Nothing. But I do appreciate uh, uh, Incognito Jones's ability to speak directly with the narrator. I'm breaking the fourth wall. Wow. I, well, I spent a whole summer pretending to be a narrator, so I know how they work. You do. I was infiltrating a different film. Which film? Um, the Bad Boys of Summer. You may not have heard of it because I brought it down from the inside. Okay. Smash Cut! It was about... <clears throat> McNeil House. Chris chats with her assistant, Sharon. So, anyway, Sharon, thanks for this uh, glass of Chardonnay. Um, what? Why are you throwing your hand up like I'm being ridiculous? <laughs> A man called uh, by the house today. He said that... He tried to introduce himself to you on the film set, but that you just moved on without acknowledging his presence or establishing him as a presence within the film. You feel like Father Damien Karras did that? Uh, yeah, that's what he said his name was. Uh, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> You're my employer, Chris. Excuse me, ladies. Perhaps <laughs> Frenette Blanco can be of assistance. You see, what we have here is a classic case of misunderstanding. <laughs> We have a classic case of what? Beast understanding. Beast understanding? Issy. <laughs> Go on. You see, to you, a priest is a lot like an invasive beast, like a doe or fawn. Mm-hmm. And so you can look at him from a distance, but when you approach him, he retreats back into the shadows. 
Right. The only th- one time I got a priest to eat some M&Ms out of my hand, but only very briefly, and then he fled into the woods. Oh, tisk tisk! You should never feed a wild priest candies like that because they will come begging for them. Oh well, I'll know better next time. Was You'll there anything else next Frenette? time? <laughs> What's this? <laughs> Frenette Blanco smoothly slides a tiny single-serving pad of butter into Sharon's pocket. That's for you. Oh, thank you. I'll, I'll I'll be sure to use it later. Yes, don't use it on your face. Uh, I won't. Because people, you know what they'll call you. What would they call me? Horse face. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, you burn. guys. You guys. Frenette Blanco pulls off his mask, and it was Carl all along. <laughs> yeah, you have the face of a horse. <laughs> oh, did you do it? I totally... Did I visit? I was in the kitchen making potato leek soup. I totally dressed up as my favorite hero of all, Fernet Blanco, and I tricked her. I caught a butter face. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you two. Fun time's over. Uh, <laughs> got a lot of work to do. <laughs> she, she pushes the Germans down into the basement. Hi, mother. Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about my voice. I've been, I haven't talked to anybody all day. I was too busy looking at ponies. Oh, Reagan, let me see that pony catalog. <laughs> Reagan pulls up the big wealthy girl's book of ponies and shows her mother several salient models. I was thinking we could go down and you can go to the American Pony Store and you can accessorize it with um, any number of different accessories. So I was thinking we could get the gray pony. Can we get one, Mom, please? Well, we'll see. Maybe when we get back to Los Angeles. (laughs) Her mom passes out. (laughs) She was acting so hard from that earlier acting scene. Oh, boy. What a terrible mother. No, she is a very good mother. Don't you remember she snuggled you when you were asleep? No, I don't remember. I was asleep. Oh, the irony. She was trying... So hard, but when you see her in the waking world, you think she's bad. Just because she works so hard, she's a single parent. Who knows where the father is? I know. I just wonder what I would have to do to get any attention around here, you know? I feel like I'm just invisible, and it's almost like... Man, I don't know. Well, let me tell you something, young girl. The only way to get attention in this world is to be exceptional. Like, look at me. I did crazy things when I was in my 20s. What kinds of things did you do? Because you're in your, you're in your like, early 60s now. And yeah. And it's, like, 1970. Yeah. So when you were 20, what sorts of things were you doing? I was doing all sorts of crazy things. My friends would dare me to do all sorts of things, like break things and, like, mess with people. What is an example of something that you would do in your wilder, more passionate youth Oh my god, you know like Jewish people? <laughs> Smash white! <laughs> Batman! <laughs> the Karis house. The Karis house, the Karis house. Who is Karis? Who Karis? Great point. Average. Great, knew it was coming. Father Karis, who we saw earlier walking across the quad, opens the door to a nearby home. We see religious paraphernalia littering Every available surface, it would seem like. We hear the radio from two rooms over. Hey, Ma! Father Karras takes off his uh, priestly, what do you call it? The collar. The starchy collar. The white collar. And loosens his his uh, his own t-shirt's collar. Yeah, so now he's just getting back to basics. Hey, Ma! <laughs> oh, there you are. 
Hey, Ma, you know it's not good for you to be here by yourself. What is it? Damien, what do you want from me? I'm just your tired mother. And I just came in to check up on you. How oh, you doing? Damien, oh, my, my baby boy. Damien's I, I, mother runs her hands over and through Damien's face. Through it? She gets in there. She's like uh, Kitty Grey. What's, who's Kitty Grey? Uh, she's Shadowcat. Do you mean Kitty Pride? Yeah. Or Sasha Gray? Sasha Gray? The <laughs> pornographer? <laughs> yeah. Do you mean that? I mean it. No, she. it's very uh, sweet. She puts her hands all over her son's face. through his face. Uh, yeah, you know Baraka what I mean. from through Mortal his hair. Kombat? Yes, she's Barack. She's any of those people. She's all of them. My hair is my face because I have a beard. And so does Father Karras. Now, just for the scene. In our version. Yeah. This is like in Jurassic Park, the novel. Dr. Grant has a beard, but in Jurassic Park, the movie, Dr. Grant is cut clean shaven. That's right. So I need you to picture for the duration of this broadcast that our Father Damien Karras has a big old bushy beard. A big old bushy beard. And he has a parrot on his shoulder. Uh, excuse me. I'm so sorry, son. I have fallen asleep on this pile of garbage again. <laughs> Oh, Ma, you're not taking care of yourself. Oh, One my. of these days I'm going to walk in and just see you yelling at the radio or something. Oh, don't be crazy. The man in the radio is so kind. Oh, boy. He plays me music. Uh, oh, there go my leg. What a troubling thing to hear about. Here, I'll change the dressing on your leg. Oh, Father Karras, uh, gently, with the, the delicate hands of the most concerned son in the world, opens up the dressing on his mother's damaged leg. Uh, he sees that there is the unmistakable onyx handprint of a necromancer <laughs> who once attempted to claim her for his own. Ma, I'm surprised this hasn't gotten any better. Yes, it seems it just gets worse. I feel the pain every day, and when I sleep, I'm called away to a shadow kingdom. Oh. Well... Nothing to be done about that, but I can sure put a new bandage on here, huh? You're a good boy, Damien. Yeah, I know. Yes. Father Karras wraps his mother's uh, hexed leg in a brand new bandage. Ouch. Is that too tight? Oh, tighter. <laughs> okay. Oh. He finishes a little <laughs> more quickly than he might otherwise have. Cool. <laughs> All right, Ma. Well, I'm just going to head back out and fly away, I'm I suppose. I'm asleep. Okay, bye. He flies away? Well, he has a conversation in like the next scene about how he'd like to fly home to be closer to his mom. Does he say that? Yeah, he's talking to the other priest, and he's like, I need to be reassigned. My mom's not doing well. I thought his mom lived in the same town he did. No, she lives far away because he has to fly out to see her, and that's why, spoiler alert, her brother can put her in that home without him knowing about it. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's doofus. So far away. Regan. Yes. Turn that down. Yeah, yeah. Turn that down. Right. What are you doing down here? Oh, I was just hanging out in um, <laughs> in the, the arts and crafts area. <laughs> Playing ping pong by yourself? <laughs> yeah. It's unclear from the camera angle how you were able to do that, because the table doesn't seem to be against the wall, but okay. Hey, what's this? Oh, that's a Hawaii board. It's a what? That's a Hawaii board. Oh, no. Did the servants tell you how to pronounce this? Ja. It's pronounced Ouija, baby. Oh. Also, I think I need to spend more time speaking English to you. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Have you ever used one of these before? Of course. Me and my best friend, Captain Howdy, play it. Who's Captain Howdy? Oh. Oh, is he that horse you were talking about earlier? Yeah. <laughs> Regan <laughs> looks directly at the camera and winks as if the two share a secret. Uh, Regan's mother seems weirdly alarmed by this Ouija board, but softens. 
over time. We see a montage sequence of <laughs> Reagan's mother getting to know the Ouija board better. They go to the beach together. <laughs> they buy ice creams together. <laughs> the Ouija board goes to get into the shower, but Chris is already there. How embarrassing. Whoa. But then they both laugh and laugh. <laughs> we see them riding a tandem bike together over the Champs-Élysées. We see them sitting on the back deck together as the sun goes down, each with a one-third full glass of wine, just enjoying each other's company in a quiet way. We see them standing together proudly at Reagan's wedding. <laughs> a single tear runs down the Ouija board's face. <laughs> we see, we see uh, Chris admitting the Ouija board to a nursing home. Pulling the covers up and tucking it in. We see the Ouija board not remembering who Chris is. <laughs> we see the silent heartbreak as Chris visits less and less often, and the Ouija board grows more and more untethered until the only thing left on the Ouija board is a single space that says yes, yes. We yes. see the grim visage of death enter the room of the Ouija board and place a single skeletal finger on the one word remaining on the board. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, show me how to use it. All right, uh, it's easy, like this. Reagan puts the Ouija board down. She goes, solo mode, activate. Google, safe search, off. What? <clears throat> You're doing it by yourself? You need at least two people to play, right? I always play by myself. Reagan turns back to the camera, but her mother grabs her face. Cut! <laughs> and puts her fingers through her face. <laughs> I'll show you how to do that when you're older. Oh, God. You're like Kitty Gray. Are you going to teach me to do this Ouija board or not? Yeah. Uh, Reagan puts the, uh, what would you call that? The, the viewfinder? Palantir? The palantir? She puts the little arrow. Like it's, called something, it's called something like a palantir. That's like from Lord of the Rings. That's I know. Like... It's not literally a palantir. She puts that little arrow thing, uh, oh, that came with a prize, <laughs> on the Ouija board, and uh, asks it a question. Okay, is mommy pretty? The arrow bursts into flames. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> Not here, motherfucker. <laughs> the two uh, McNeil women uh, extinguish the flaming board. Smash wipe. Yep. Two. Reagan's bedroom. It is nighttime, and Chris is tucking that shit in. Ooh, how exciting. I didn't think we'd have to fight a fire today. No. What do you want to do for your birthday? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess have fun and be a little girl, huh? <laughs> no chance of that. How about if we go sightseeing before we have to move away from Washington? Yeah, sightseeing sounds like the ideal birthday for a 12-year-old. We can go and see the historical museum, yeah. and we can go to the Hall of Records and... Uh. Copy down some dates onto a sheet of paper, and then you can help mommy with her lines. How does that sound? Oh, great. I love this. Yeah. Hey, Mom. Yeah, what? You know, uh, Mr. Blithely Burke? Oh, yeah. That old lush? Yeah. D do you like him? Not really. I mean, are you going to make him my new dad? What? No. Cause, what? I mean, do you know. What? What an absurd thing to say. He's basically a comic relief character in my life. I don't like him. The very few times that you see him, he's probably drunk and being inappropriate. But, I mean... Why would you think he would be a romantic interest of mine? Your hips don't lie. Oh, shit. <laughs> Chris looks down at her hips, which are shaking back and forth rhythmically. She thinks about... <laughs> Blithely Burke. Blithely Burke. <laughs> it looks like someone needs to learn to how to control their hips. <laughs> Did I mention I have 
wrestled with my problem with Las Mujeres Calientes. Hold on. We need to write these characters' names down because I don't remember who this guy is. Me? I'm Fernet Blanco. Fernet, that's right. I'm from Spain. Hi, Fernet. Hi. Shh. Fernet, hold on. I'm putting Regan to sleep. I'll be out in a minute. Okay. Good night, Regan. Good night, Mom. Good night, Mr. Blanco. Good night, Regan. Feliz cumpleaños. (laughs) (laughs) The door shuts. Snap cut. To a bar. Banana nana, don't 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 banana nana, don't 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 having a good time winning a bar. Nineteen seventy, having a bar. Father Karras goes up, fights his way through the crowd to get two bards. Two bards. Two bards in one bar. To get two beers and take them back. Fear the fall. It's a D20 critical. Can you keep it down over there, gentlemen, please? In faith, thou dost protest too much. All right, all right, all right. Jeez, I gotta not come on Renaissance Night anymore. Anyway, here you go, Father Tom. I got us both a beer. Oh, thank you, there. Thank you for the caress. It's very kind of you. Anyway, as I was saying, I don't think I'm fit for this job anymore. I want to be reassigned. Father Tom smacks Damien Karras in the mouth one time real hard. Ah, jeez. Jeez is right, you motherfuck. You're the best goddamn psychiatrist priest we got in the whole Catholic diocese. Well, that can't mean much because I ain't any good. I don't have what it takes anymore. You do have what it takes, Damien. Nah, I think I lost my faith. Don't you understand that being a priest is more about than having faith? No, I'm pretty sure that like the main job, part of the job description is believing in God in an unshakable way. No, you got, cause you gotta take the love of God and you transmute it and make other people do God stuff. And you're really good at that part. It doesn't matter if you believe or not. It's- By the time I think that may be the most depressing thing <laughs> I've ever heard a person say. Well, my job is done. <laughs> Smash wipe! The McNeil house. It's Reagan's birthday! But all is not well in the McNeil household. No, I told you, operator, get him on the goddamn phone. I don't care if he's all the way in Rome. Operator. Pick, make him pick up his telephone. I don't understand how phones work since the you 60s or 70s. This call. Chris paces back and forth angrily, yelling, screaming, shrieking into her telephone, pacing her bedroom. Now, Miss McNeil, he's not picking up on his end, I told you. You you goddamn try even harder. Don't you know how important I am? Now, that's uncalled for. You don't have to be talking to me like that. It's the 1970s. Ah! (laughs) Ain't none of us are very clear on how phones work, but I'll try again. I'm just poking the other end of this telephone wire into any orifice I can find over here. (laughs) You stick around, Mrs. McNeil. I'm sure we'll get that deadbeat husband of yours on the phone somewhere. Uh, Chris swears and yells about how shitty a father her husband is. The camera follows the empty hallway down to Reagan's open doorway, where Reagan sadly fetuses all over her bed. Hey, Reagan. What? You're looking for a dad. Yeah. How about a dad that lives inside your body? No, I do not want that. Okay, well, I'll come at you again with a different approach in a week or two. All that right. was, came on too strong. Yeah, see you later. Mr. Bye. <laughs> Smash wipe! Weirdly enough, too, that Chris's same bedroom. Bring, bring! Bring, bring. Chris uh, uh, answers the phone. Hello? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Who is this? Oh, this is a studio. 
What do you want, studio? Oh, uh, you gotta do work in approximately 100 minutes. Oh, geez, that's right. It's the middle of the night. I feel like I just laid down to bed. Yeah, I don't know really why we're calling. All right, well, I'll be there in just a minute. Just let me... Oh, jeez! Ah! <laughs> Chris starts in amazement when there's a person laying in bed next to her. But she doesn't... Oh, it's just Reagan. It's just me. <laughs> but it was pretty spooky there for a while, wasn't it, audience? <laughs> oh, Reagan, what are you doing here? Oh, sorry, Mom. I just couldn't sleep in my bed with all the shaking. My bed was shaking. I couldn't sleep in it. Reagan, you're a fucking liar. It wasn't shaking. I'm not a liar. I'm going to take you to the doctor. I'm going to take you to the court. Fucking, I swear to God. I'll take you to the... T- to the mass. I will punch you right in the tits, Reagan, if you do not go to your bed right now. Hello, I'm Tits Reagan. <laughs> Are you suffering from fibromyalgia? Well, now there's hope. Just call me and you can get free legal counsel. We don't get paid unless we get money for you. <laughs> Click. The TV in the asylum turns off. The asylum? <sighs> oh, yes, that's where we are. But why are we at an asylum? Surely none of our characters would have any business there. Mmm, wrong. Father Damien Karras walks in. Whoa, crazy asylum. Next to a slimy-looking piece of garbage, who we'll later find out is his uncle. Yeah. <laughs> I should have been the first one... Wait. <clears throat> <laughs> I should have been the first one told. Why didn't you call me first before doing anything? Yeah, you know, uh, my my sister, she's always been a real pain in the ass. So I figured, uh, just put her in this asylum. It's cheap. Nickel a day. She'll get good medical care. It doesn't matter. She's not going to get good medical care. You look around this place. Uh, look, look, there's a guy with two faces. Guy looks like a clown. Guy looks like a penguin. It seems like a pretty fun place. Oh, gosh. Lady that can control plants. Father Karras goes up to the front desks and asks to see his mother, whom his thoughtless uncle has placed in the insane asylum. Look, honey, there's a lot of mothers here. I gave you her name. Can you... I Hold on. What are you talking about? I gave you her name. Her name's Mother Karis. <laughs> oh, your father Karis? Yeah. Son of Mother Karis? Yeah, that's right. I- I'm sorry, honey. Yeah, let me just walk you in your entire priest vestments through the completely open, uh, scary room of <laughs> asylum inmates to go talk to your mother. Don't worry, they're all females. I'm sure they won't get weird with you. <laughs> father Karis walks through the now open door and is immediately leapt upon by eight different asylum women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, help me, help me, my body's on fire. <laughs> the one small nurse helps Father Karis fight them off. I'll help you. Let's fight them, Father, back to back. You Wait, you get up on my shoulders and carry this long pole. Okay. <laughs> I'll vault over him. I'm like the mighty. <laughs> <laughs> A well-choreographed fight scene. Father Karras winds his way through the asylum. I'll get you, Father Karras. Not today, Joker. Hello there, mother. Oh, hello, my son. Why, why, Damien, why did you put me in such a bad place? Hey, Ma, I didn't mean, I'm, I'm going to get you out of here, okay? I'm going to get you out of here. Oh, I don't like it. You're bad. You're bad, boy. No, just let me, come on, Mom. Let bad. me put my hands in your face. Get, no. Come on. No. Come on, Mom. No. Oh, don't do this, Mom. She uses her Greek magic to put up a face shield, and Damien cannot touch her face. <laughs> the most devastating insult to a Greek son there is. Oh, this is bad. Uh, could be worse. I mean, <clears throat> a lot of chicks around here. You know what I'm saying? 
chief runs past with a giant drinking fountain and smashes a hole through the wall of the asylum. Murphy, get your ass out here. We got cop job to do. <laughs> ah, finally, freedom. Stop that necromancer. <laughs> the inmates of the asylum pour out through the newly opened wall. Oh, yes, exactly according to plan. Bear in mind, watches. From a nearby rooftop, a smile appearing on his ghostly lips. Smash wipe! The McNeil house. Again? Yeah. This time there's a party going on inside, though. Bump, 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 ba-da. We see the drunken ba-da, Burke ba-da, 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 sitting and talking ba-da, ba-da, about pubic hair on a couch. You know, the funny thing <laughs> about pubic hair is I make so much of it, and yet no one wants to look at it. <laughs> we see an obviously bored... Astronaut talking to uh, Rando from the street. Well, uh, the thing about outer space, uh, pretty empty. Do you think that I could go to space with you next time? Are you coming on to me? What? Take it uh, outer space in this uh, closet if you got seven minutes. Well, sit on your launch vehicle, oh. Mr. Spaceman. Well, I uh, think we better prepare for entry. <laughs> <laughs> we see the newly released... <laughs> Uh, Jaws. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> we see the newly released film Jaws playing on a nearby television. Wow, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen. Now, this scene was terrible to him because they made me get in the water. And I float because my body density is very low. So they had to keep pushing me under with barge poles. <laughs> you know, the worst thing about working on this movie was being next to this son of a bitch all day long. <laughs> We have a grudging respect for each other. Yeah, oh, I better get to Canada because of tax evasion. <laughs> see you later. We see not Chris McNeil being a well-to-do socialite. <laughs> That's a lovely story, Senator. But if you'll excuse me, I have to I have to go stop uh, the director, Blithely Burke. He's really bothering one of my servants. I'll be right back. We follow Chris down the hall and into the kitchen where Burke is for no reason. Totally accusing Carl of being a Nazi. Hey, hey, what was it like to be involved in an atrocity before you were 30 years old? Sir, I am sorry. I am just here to serve the drinks. I know nothing of what you speak. Oh, a quick question about serving the drinks. Yes. What was it like serving the Fuhrer in the great purge of the Jewish people? Sir, I was not in World War II. I was a young... Well, it's ser- funny that you know the name of it then if you didn't were involved in it. You are being a real piece of shizer. Let's play a game called What Do We Love the Most About Genocide. I'll go first. Um, I think it's pretty cool. What about you? Oh, well, I guess I uh, like the... Wait a minute. Uh, I got you. <laughs> no, I got you. What? Unbeknownst to uh, Burke, Hilga has gone behind him and stabs him in the neck with a sedative. <laughs> Yeah, sleeps the sleep of the innocent. Yeah, we'll take you down to the basement with the others. Yeah, we'll make you into a human rat. We'll do it. We'll make you into a, a rat king. We'll tie you to an, all the other film director's tales. Yeah, we're going to make you into a human palantir and set you on fire. Yeah, we're going to make you into pies and serve you at our pie shops that we run. Yeah, we are going to take out your intestines and make them into organic bootlaces. Yeah, we are going to invite you into our gingerbread house, but then cook you and eat you once we fatten you up. Yeah, we are going to hire you for a really nice... What's going on in here? <laughs> <laughs> Madam, I cannot work under these conditions. This man is a bigot. 
But, well, he looks like he's passed out now, so he's no threat anymore. Let's toss him unceremoniously out into the street. No, no, no. Have we become animalists? Please allow Fernet Blanco to call this man a cab. Fernet, thank you so much for announcing yourself. It is a great honor <laughs> to be among such high-quality people. I appreciate you taking care of this for me. Buenas noches, senorita. <laughs> Fernet drags the unconscious Burke out into the street with him. Bark, bark, bark. A relieved Chris returns to the party where a sing-along has begun. All the party guests have gathered in one room and are singing weird, obscure, not-fun piano tunes like oh, they did in the 1970s. What do you do with a drunken sailor? What do you do with a drunken sailor? What do you do with a drunken sailor early in the morning? Ah, it's too bad that Robert, what's his name, left. He would have loved this. Robert Duvall. That's the one. That's oh, Robbie. Robert! I'm not Robert Duvall. I didn't say, I didn't think it was Robert Duvall. That's why I didn't say it. I don't remember my own name. Did you mean Shelley Duvall? Ha! It's fairytale theater, motherfuckers. Did you ever think about how toadstools work? Did you mean Shelley the mountain? Like the turtle? What? Did you mean a mountain of a man? Hi, it's me, Andre the Giant. <laughs> you win. <laughs> what happened? Oh yeah, everyone's playing on the piano. Actually, a priest is playing on the piano. It's um, Father Die. Ironically named Father Die. Bad name. Do you think that guy. was they named him that because it's spooky? Maybe. Oh yeah, I forgot. Um, <clears throat> a plastic skeleton falls out of the ceiling. No! Oh jeez, oh, oh. you got me. Spooked. Father Die is playing the piano, being a real handsome showboat. You know, <clears throat> to me, I think heaven is a big white concert hall where I'm the headliner. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about, like, God? Like, Who? I don't I don't know if I even believe in him or not, but I definitely feel like there's a force, you know, out in the universe. Well, let me tell you this. If you believe in God, you're probably going to get to hang out with the coolest people in the afterlife. If you don't believe in God, well, then you get to hang out with the coolest people right now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Everybody looks over, and it's little Reagan. She's standing there in her petite nightgown. Oh, do we wake, were we too loud for somebody, little girl? You just talking about God in here. Yeah. Do you want to know a secret? Uh, what's this, uh, little girl? I'm, I'm an astronaut. I'm. You can tell a secret to me. Are you an astronaut? Uh, yeah. Because those pants are odd. Wait, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> a classic blonder. <laughs> Let's see how this scene would play out. Reagan, embarrassed, pisses on the floor. <laughs> <sighs> oh my! The natural comings and goings of water. <laughs> The most precious resource on the planet. Fernet's so soothing. I love him. <laughs> He's here to smooth over all the rough edges. If anything goes wrong in my life, I want Fernet to be nearby to just calmly handle it. I hope so. I hope so, too. But in this situation, it's still pretty embarrassing. She is taking a pee. She's 12 years old. Too old to be doing that kind of behavior. Right. In front of all the adults. And not even like, oops, I feel so embarrassed. She's just standing there. Stock still, straight as a rod, unbroken eye gaze into Father Die's eyes, just emptying it out. Hey, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> There's no meaning attached to it, says Chris, clutching her pissing daughter to her. <laughs> she's a little, she's, she's sick. She's been sick. 
Chris picks up Riggin, who continues to shoot piss all over the, <laughs> ah, oh, oh. All over the-, the party guests yes. run screaming from the household. <laughs> ah! They walk outside. The sprinklers turn on. The sprinklers are filled with piss. Ah! <laughs> taxi! Taxi! <laughs> they open the door of the taxi, and a giant wave of piss comes ah! The party guests are f- flushed down the street on a unbearable wave of human urine. Early in the morning. <laughs> Smash cut! Iris out on that piano. Iris out. Smash wipe! Wham, 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 Chris tucks Reagan in later that evening. Mommy, what's wrong with me? Um, <laughs> it's nerves. It's just nerves. You're just nervous. And so you're going to take a lot of pills. I'm going to make sure you get pills in you. And you're going to stop pissing in front of the governor. Or else. Thank you, Carl. (laughs) If we see you pissing again, there's going to be a reckoning, young lady. Carl, she's nervous enough. She doesn't need this. What's that? Is she nervous? Is that why she was peeing? Carl... I'm gonna... No, I'm wondering. I'm curious. I wasn't around. She was nervous. That's why she's peeing. Yeah, I guess. Oh, I'm sorry. It's probably not helping then. No, you're not helping. You're but just yeah. putting some of your stereotypical German pressure on the young lady. Regan, if you need people put, we have ways of making it so that you don't do that anymore. Anything that you don't like, we can make it disappear. We can make it so you don't have to see it anymore. How would you do that? Yeah, we can do any number of things. So if there's unwanted behaviors, we can make sure that they never happen again. We eliminate them all together. How? How? We have various, we have methods that we don't, I will show you. It's discipline methods. (laughs) Did we just, (laughs) never mind. (laughs) Uh, Chris closes the door so she can spend some time with her daughter. Anyway, as I was saying, it's just nerves and... <laughs> the bed starts freaking out and shaking around. Ah, mom! Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Plastic spiders fall into the frame, dangling from the ceiling. <laughs> they scream and the camera goes down their throats. And we pass their uvula, which is also screaming with a cartoonish shout. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice! Smash wipe! The scariest smash wipe we've probably ever done on this show. Father Karras wakes from a nightmare. God, oh, jeez. What a nightmare. What'd you have a nightmare about, Father Karras? Ah, uh, Father Die. I was afraid that you were my dead mother. <laughs> what? No, is it because I'm talking in this voice? Yeah, why are you talking in that voice, Father We were Di- doing nitrous outside. Oh, jeez, Father. Hold on. You know oh. what? I had the greatest party at the McNeil household, and we did whippets, uh-huh. and now I'm home. What was your nightmare about? Here, huff some of this sulfur hexafluoride. I will. Science joke. <laughs> anyway, what happened to your dream? Oh, did I mention my mother died? What? Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm really broken up about it. I'm in a very fragile place. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you a little kiss on the forehead and put you to bed. I love you very much, Father Carroll. Okay? Uh, I love you, Father Die. All right, we'll talk about this in the morning. All right. We find out that Father Karras' mother died. That's what that scene's about. And that he had a nightmare that she was scary. Smash wipe! Yeah, hospital. L'hôpital. A monster hospital. We see poor Reagan in a uh, a surgical gown, like, strapped onto a gurney. And behind a window, the doctor speaks with Chris. 
Oh, well, it's uh, very simple, you see. She seems to have uh, a nervous disorder brought upon by um, likely a lesion on the brain. So if you let ours to do some experiments on her, I'm sure we can clear it up right away. Doctor, that doesn't sound very safe. <laughs> I'm sure it's quite safe. All we need to do is drill into her neck and put a piece of wire in there and then put a catheter into where that piece of wire goes in and then bombard her with magnetic rays. Well, I guess if it'll help, I'll let you do this to my tiny, innocent daughter. Oh, happy day. (laughs) The doctor dances into the next room and uh, waves his arms in celebration. A man-sized cockroach, also in a white lab coat, high-fives him. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have our fifth test subject! <laughs> the tests proceed apace. The doctor's checking every inch of Every Reagan's, angry inch. What? Every angry inch. Every angry inch of her Reagan's head, scalp. Her vig, and her angry inch. What? Head vig and the angry inch! Broadway! I want to be where the lights are bright. I want to look at the lights tonight on the stages. Of Broadway. Come on down tonight, you'll have our popcorn, not a frown, you'll have our fight. Anyway, we see all sorts of horrible procedures <laughs> happen to Reagan. Ugh, it's real unsettling. I don't like it. Yeah, I didn't like watching it. It's like kind of like another horror aspect of this movie is just watching her get horrible medical procedures. And knowing that this was like the standard of medicine in 1970 or whatever this was. I mean, I suppose they made it a little bit harsher seeming than it actually was, like much like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen it. Oh, um, it's just a dumb movie where a bird flies over a thing. Father Karras smiles at the uh, cartoon on his television set. Ah. Uh. The only release from this guilt I feel inside for my dead mother, who I let die in that asylum. And then bear in mind, broke out all the supervillains. And then Batman had to round them all up. What are you saying in there? I can't hear you. A short amount of time, Fada. Short amount of time. And then Batman got tired out. And that allowed Bane to break his back. It's the Nightfall saga. Nightfall. Are you talking about a Batman thing again? Yeah. All right, try and focus on the... Try and focus on the task at hand, okay? Who are you? It's me, Father Die. Oh, Father Die. I'm in the next room. I'm making some grits. Yeah. Some apple grits. Oh, Do you want some? Sure. All right. Just push them through the mail slot. <laughs> are you coming out of me, Father? <laughs> no. I know. Ah, that's a joke we do a lot in the parish. It's the 70s. We got weird attitudes about homosexuality. Yeah. Those will probably get better in the next 45 years. I bet they will. People probably won't be making these same type of jokes on a podcast in 45 years from now. Smile, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Smash wipe. <laughs> well, we've searched a cranium from every angle and using every piece of equipment we could find. We took it out and we tossed it around for a while even. And that just doesn't seem to be any damage whatsoever. Well... What are you saying? You did all those tests and you didn't find a lesion? I'm saying her problems are lesion. (laughs) But they're not related to a lesion at all. What? No. I'm thinking that we do all of the same tests. But back 
words this time. (laughs) (laughs) The back of the doctor's lab coat flaps open, and we see several lizards standing on each other's shoulders. (laughs) Pay no attention to the man. (laughs) Controlling a man head puppet. No, I've I've had it. I'm not submitting my daughter to any more tests. I'm going to find a psychiatrist. Oh, everybody looks awkwardly down at their feet. Psychiatry, the worst thing in the world. (laughs) Did someone call for a psychiatrist? Jesus, psychiatrist. All right, horrible mutants and insect men. Let's clear the room for this piece of shit. Hello, get out of here, you. It's time for a real doctor to take over. A strangely metallic doctor walks in, trailing a power cord from out of the bottom of his pant leg. Hello, Regan. Hello, doctor. How are you feeling today? I feel tired and confused. Ha 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 ha. Still able to make jokes, I see. Hey, doctor. What? Fuck you. (laughs) Hold on. Well, it's a good thing they sent in that robot doctor. He's totally unfazed. A what? (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Smash wipe! Wait, they inject her with tranquilizers. Who does? The doctors. Where'd the doctors come from? From your blood. (laughs) Oh, smash wipe! Wait a minute, maybe we take a timeout. We take a timeout. (laughs) Excuse me, we need to take a... That's Boba Fett. (laughs) Excuse me, we need to take a short break. Josue, <laughs> Frenette Blanco. Frenette! Are, arrivare. Mark, I don't want to take a... Blanco. Mike, I don't... Mike. I'm not Mike. Uh, you're not. I'm on a mic. I'm on a mic. I, uh, I need to reset. December I need to reset. Hey, Nong Man. We're like eight goofs deep. Yeah, uh, we're going to take a short... Oh, break. <laughs> That was tortured. <laughs> you had a look on your face like you were creating poetry. Batman! <laughs> it's uh, like what Michael Bolton looks like when he sings. Michael Bolbaum? You know what I said. <laughs> I do. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> um, I'm going to take a short break. Okay. I am dripping with sweat. Yeah, on I'm couch. so hot is part of it. <laughs> we'll be right back after these motherfucking messages. Bye. <laughs> 